Hey there, friends of Holy Shenanigans Podcast. I'm thrilled to share that I'll be recording live from the Wild Goose Festival this July 11 through 14. Wild Goose Festival is a transformational community grounded in faith-inspired social justice. It's a one-of-a-kind gathering that brings together activists, artists, and seekers from all walks of life to explore justice and art, spirituality, and community. The festival will take place at Van Hoy Farms in Union Grove, North Carolina, and I'd love for you to join me there. From engaging workshops to inspired panels and interactive experiences, Wild Goose has something for everyone. So mark your calendars and let's be part of this incredible community that is committed to making a positive impact in the world. For more information, visit www. WildGooseFestival.org. As one of my followers, use a discount code A-TLE24. That's A-TLE24. And you'll get $50 off the price of an adult weekend ticket. We will see you there at the Wild Goose Festival to connect, to build community, and to work for social justice. shenanigans. I'm your muse, Tara Lamont Eastman, a creative, a feminist, and a pastor. In this week's episode, we hear a Jesus story about identity, calling, and the need to set some boundaries. As we stand on the threshold of the autumn season and all the changes it brings, what do we need to put behind us? And what do we need to carry to sustain us? Let's take a minute and fill in the blank of get behind me, so that we can get on down the road. In this week's Jesus story from Mark 8, we see Jesus take some of the lessons he learned in chapter 7 about his ministry being opened up, and his confidence is expanded in some sticky situations. Everybody wants to know exactly who he is, and I'd fathom a guess what he could do for them. What starts as a question of data collection for his disciples, who do people say that I am, turns into a literal come-to-Jesus confrontation for Peter. Peter probably has some expectations of Jesus to overturn the Roman occupation, to lead to a time of power for the Jewish people. And these hopes, these expectations, are turned on their head as Jesus tells him that the future is not one of his anticipated glory, but one of great challenge and suffering for Jesus and his followers. Yikes. After witnessing all the amazing healings and teachings of Jesus, to hear that the ending will not be what was hoped for is overwhelming. So in this moment of overwhelm, Peter rebukes Jesus and the mere idea of this possibility And then Jesus says to Peter, get behind me, Satan. You're setting your mind not on divine things, but on human things. Jesus continues, if any want to become my followers, let them deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. 
take up your cross? Wait a minute, Jesus. A cross? Yes, Peter. Take up your cross and follow me. This is not the anticipated pep talk Peter expects. This is not the way this mission should go, should it? Peter and Jesus stand on a threshold of change, and Jesus, out of compassion, gives them a heads up about the direction their journey is going. In this word of rebuke, I still hear Jesus saying something like this. This isn't going to be necessarily the way you expected, but I am still leading the way. Will you follow me? Good question, Jesus. If you were in Peter's shoes... What would have been your response to this calling to step across the threshold of what you had expected and into something unknown? As I was thinking about the theme and preparing for this week's podcast episode, I have to admit that I was thinking about how to make it brilliant and exciting. After all, this is the 53rd episode, people. This is the happy birthday to us episode of Holy Shenanigans. I found myself standing at the threshold of what it would look and sound like, wondering how to approach things in a celebratory mood. How can it sound like a party with cake and balloons and confetti flying everywhere? And I found myself a little stuck because the tone of what came up for me this week by way of holy shenanigans was less of a party and more get behind me, Satan, and more reflective and contemplative. Instead of finding myself in a banquet hall of celebration and creativity, I found myself feeling quiet and contemplative and noticing others around me beginning to step back into the road of life, back to college, to work, to teaching, caring for the ill, wrestling with loss and grief, finding supports for their physical, spiritual, and emotional health. Everywhere I looked, the people around me were preparing to take up crosses and to cross into the space of work, learning, and growth. It was as if, in the witness of the faithfulness of others, to acknowledge their crossroads and to step onto the road of their daily calling, I heard a get-behind-me-Satan directed at me. Let me clarify. Celebration is wonderful and good. And I am incredibly thankful for the 53 weeks of holy shenanigans so far. And for all who have contributed their voices, experiences, stories, poems, and songs to make this first year happen. But as I witnessed people taking up their crosses and going about their daily lives, I felt a sense of maybe not rebuke, but the spirit calling me to keep things real to continue to carry my own cross to not dilute or water down the shenanigans of the holy, even when instead of a party, I end up at the crossroads. Which brings me to a holy shenanigans story from quite a while ago. When I was about 10 years old, I had a birthday party with friends from school. I was so excited for that party. I was even going to have a store-bought cake in the shape of a cat. It was cute, not creepy, I promise. But this party was different than I had expected. The host of this party was my neighbor lady. In addition to some friends from school, she had also invited some friends from the school bus. 
My memory of the friends that came to this party is pretty fuzzy. But there was one person that I do remember coming to this party. And it was a person that I wouldn't really call a friend, but they were the quintessential frenemy. They were the kind of person that would have sweet smiles when the grown-ups were around. They would be someone who would trip you on your way back to your seat on the bus. But I digress. Back to the party. The frenemy arrived. The cake was in the middle of the table. It was my family's tradition that on your birthday, you had the first pick of the slice of cake. But this was not the tradition of my neighbor lady. Just as I exclaimed, oh, I'd like the cat face cupcake, please. My neighbor lady smiled sweetly and said, oh, that does look good. But we need to serve the guests first and placed the coveted cat face cupcake on my frenemies plate. I was livid. It turns out that that birthday party was a crossroads moment. To be fair, I can't remember the specifics of how my frenemy and I became frenemies in the first place. On that day, I could think of nothing else than the birthday cake that I had been denied. But years later, I think of my neighbor lady asking me to look outside of my own perspective to consider another story, and to stand at the threshold of a new year with openness, not settling for a cat face cupcake, but stepping across the threshold with intention to live and tell the story, to take up my cross and let go of the cupcakes so I can follow after love with all I've got. As always, I have questions questions to ask about crossroads, cupcakes, and happy birthdays. If you were Peter, being rebuked by Jesus, what would you have done? If you were in my shoes as a 10-year-old cat cupcake wanting kid, what would you have said or done when being disappointed with an unexpected outcome? There is a poem by Rainer Maria Rilke that invites the reader to live into the questions. Instead of demanding everything line up neatly, we are asked to hold the circumstances of life, the expected and the unexpected, lightly, and to live into the questions themselves, like they were locked rooms or books written in languages we don't yet understand. Rilke calls the reader to wrestle with doubts and conflict and to engage with it fully. He says more about this later on in Letters to a Young Poet. Your doubt may become a good quality if you train it. It must become knowing. It must become critical. Ask it whenever it wants to spoil something for you. Why something is ugly. Demand proofs from it. Test it and you will find it perplexed and embarrassed, perhaps, or perhaps rebellious. But don't give in. Insist on arguments and act this way. Watch and consistent every single time. And the day will arrive from a destroyer. It will become one of your best workers, perhaps the cleverest of all that are building your life. I don't know what threshold you stand on today or what doubts you may be wrestling with, but I want to offer some get behind me perspective. As people, 
we spend more time threshold standing and cross carrying than we do eating cat face cupcakes. It was a cute cupcake though. Whatever space of contemplation you find yourself today, know that you are not alone. That in this unpredictable space of holy shenanigans, the love of the creator is with you. And I stand with you, even with just the sound of my voice. Here's to crossroads, cupcakes, and questions, and to traveling companions that are faithful, especially in all of our doubts, crossroads, and unanswered questions. This week's poem is a song I wrote in March of 2018 called Crossroad. I came across the music and lyrics by way of some holy shenanigans this week, and knew when I found it, that it might be the birthday treasure I'd been looking for. At the start I am strong But long the wisdom lacking depth Full of breath In the midst of it all, needing joy and courage, lacking strength, full of angst and ready to prove. Show me the way to go on this crossroad, wandering feet and heart and soul. Show me the Wandering feet and heart and soul The cross is with me No matter where I stand The cross is with me No matter where I land The cross is with me In water from my start The cross goes with me Wandering feet and heart and soul Show me the way to go on this crossroad Wandering feet and heart and soul The cross is with me no matter where I stand The cross is with me is with me in water from my start the cross goes with me in my human 
me the way to go on this crossroad with wandering feet and heart and soul. Show me the way to go on this crossroad wandering feet and heart and soul. Show me the take up my cross. You take up yours. Let's release the cupcakes that no longer serve us and journey with love and for love's sake together. In the words of an old Celtic blessing, let me not undertake this journey begrudgingly, but instead with love and thankfulness, saying as Columbia said, I thank you for this, my God. I am a traveler and a stranger in this world. Like me, and so many of your people before me. Thank you for joining us this week to open up some holy shenanigans that surprise, encourage, redirect, and turn life upside down, all in the name of love. Happy birthday, holy shenanigators. I'm thankful to be on this sacred, not stuffy adventure with you.